Dad on Money is presented by the Small Business Accountants and Financial Advisors. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Dad on Money. I'm your host, Stephen Williams, and I'm co-hosted by a rotating cast of my children, each with their own financial goals and situations. Today, I am joined by Jerrica. Say hi, Jerrica. Hi. I'm Jerrica. I am a college graduate, a young stay-at-home mom, and a planner. So today we are talking about saving for an emergency. In the last year, there have been countless occasions when people like you and I could have used an emergency fund. I know we have needed to use it on a few occasions. So let's talk about building an emergency fund that will actually be helpful when it comes to a real emergency. But before we jump into that, we should mention that Dad on Money is brought to you by the Small Business Accountants and Small Business Financial Advisors. For all your accounting and financial advising needs, our small business is here to help you. Come and get your personal taxes done and put that refund to good use. Okay, so let's jump ahead. Let's say we've already saved for this emergency fund and we'll come back to how to build that. But when it comes to spending what we have already saved, what constitutes an emergency? Why are we saving an emergency fund? Well, for everybody, I think that is going to be different. You know, like an emergency for one person isn't an emergency for another person. For example, you know, your car breaks down, but you live in a big city that has public transit. That may not be an emergency. Whereas if your car breaks down and you're in a rural area, that might be a huge emergency. So you really have to define what an emergency is for you and what is just day to day. So how do I calculate when I'm looking at building this emergency fund, how do I calculate how much money I should save up in order to feel like I've completed this emergency fund of mine? So I suppose that depends on what constitutes an emergency for you. For example, if you will go back to the vehicle situation. So, you know, if your engine blows up, then and your car is an emergency, then you need to have enough money in your emergency fund for an engine. But if it's, you know, if you've got a decently reliable vehicle and it might just be a transmission or something like that, then you don't need as much, but you still need to have that money in there for that. So it really, it still depends on what that emergency is going to be to be able to calculate how much money you should have in your emergency fund. I know not super helpful, but you got to come back to what do I need? Okay, so let's say that I have two young children. They aren't in school yet. My husband works. I stay home with the kids. We live in a big city. Our lease for our apartment costs about $1,500 a month. And outside of that, we typically spend another 2000 on bills, food, subscriptions, clothing, etc. If our income, let's say our net income is $4,500 a month and we're currently trying to save for a house and like trips and other things that we want to do, um, where, where should we start? What, what should be the first talking point for saving for emergency? So I think first you want to save for your day-to-day Right? Like if something happened to your husband's employment, 
then you'd want to have at least a month's worth of savings for that. That would be your priority, I would think, because, you know, if he got hurt or he wasn't able to work or whatever the situation might be, and you needed that money, well, that would probably constitute an emergency because you need food and you still need to pay for your rent and things like that or mortgage, whatever the situation is. So I would get at least a month's worth of that type of savings uh, under your belt. And then you can look at saving little bits for, you know, whether it's uh, vehicle maintenance or whether it's, um, you know, like, you know, in vehicle maintenance, I, you know, it, it might mean more like tires, right? Like getting, putting new tires on your vehicle, whether it's winter or summer, depending on where you live, you know, you might have to switch out tires in the year and you don't need to, you know, buy new tires every year. But if you have tires that, you know, need to go on your vehicle, you need to save up for that because those aren't cheap. And so you have to kind of look at your budget as a whole to see what your expenses are month to month, get at least one month's worth of your day-to-day expenses under your belt, and then start saving for all those other things. So if we're talking specifically about emergencies, even though tires isn't an emergency, but you still need to plan for that and have that ready so that if your furnace breaks down or if your hot water heater breaks down or, you know, whatever the case might be, then you have that because, you know, it'd be terrible if it's close to freezing and you need to have your furnace on and it's dead. Then what, where do you go for, for heat, right? Um, so you need to make sure you've got enough money for that to be able to, to save for that. So what I'm, what I'm kind of understanding is, okay, so we, we know that we're going to have to get tires. Like that is something that people generally know about their vehicle. There are maintenance things, but that doesn't happen like every day. So what I'm understanding is we should be planning for those things that happen throughout the year, like getting new tires or oil changes or like, you know, general maintenance on our home, things like that. But the emergency fund is specifically for things like our furnace breaking without us, you know, like our furnace still has 10 years on it and it breaks. Like that's emergency, right? Exactly. You know, you want to be able to have for the for the unexpected things, right? Just like you said, if your furnace still has 10 years of life on it, but it dies and you need to bring somebody in or parts or replaced or whatever the situation is, where's that money coming from, right? You, you really should have that saved up. You know, we'll talk about credit card debt in another episode, but some people use their credit card for those types of emergencies and then they end up paying for it forever because they can't afford it. And so it's really important to have that um, emergency fund set up or at least started so that you've got the cash to be able to buy those types of things when they do come up. Yeah, and we've seen so many like large-scale disasters over the last year, like from starting with the forest fires in Australia all the way, 
you know, to the pandemic and people, I mean, millions of people have lost their jobs in the last year. And so like having, like you're talking about, having that emergency fund that at least covers you for one month because unemployment isn't going to kick in the next week, right? Well, and keep in mind that that emergency fund isn't your one month's worth of savings. Your emergency fund is over and above that one month's worth of savings, right? Because you don't want to be dipping into your emergency fund because you need food. Like, yeah, you need food, but that should be your one month worth of expenses saved up regardless. Oh, okay, like, okay. Really, you should have six months or a year or whatever of, of that type of money in a savings account. But at the same time, you need to have an emergency fund, which would be separate from that. So you've got your day-to-day expense fund on one hand, and then you've got your emergency fund on the other hand, because that emergency fund, you, you, it's going to, well, both the funds are going to take a while to build up, but that emergency fund may take a lot longer to build up because we are talking about, you know, if you own your own home, you got to replace your roof at some point in time. So, you know, if your roof lasts 25, 30 years, then you know, you're going to be saving for that roof for 25 or 30 years, right? Now, if you need a new roof after 15 years, well, you got to look at that and say, okay, well, you know, how are we going to be able to to do this so that we can afford it, but at least you've got something saved up, right? Right, right. Yeah, like a hailstorm could come and damage your roof with zero warning and you might need a new roof. Yeah. Well, hopefully you have insurance for that. Well, <laughs> yes. But, so you don't have to dip into your emergency fund for the things like that. But even there, you still need to have the deductible for the insurance, mm-hmm. right? The more, the larger your deductible is for your insurance, the cheaper your insurance is. If you have a $500 deductible, so you really don't have to save much for an emergency if, you know, you're a hail damage for your roof. So you got 500 bucks, sweet. But you paid a lot more in insurance every single month to get that $500 deductible. But if you had $2,500 deductible, your insurance is a lot cheaper, and but you have to have that $2,500 deductible, right? So you kind of have to look at it and you know talk to your insurance broker about that to make sure you've got the right coverage and what you can afford. Because you don't want to have, you know, your roof get damaged and then not have 2500 bucks to pay the insurance company for the, um, for the extra or for the deductible. Hey guys, Stephen here. Just popping in to remind you that Dad on Money is brought to you by the Small Business Accountants and Small Business Financial Advisors. For all your accounting and financial advising needs, our small business is here to help you. Come and get your personal taxes done and put that refund to good use. Let's repeat what I'm understanding. Um, So we should be saving one month at first, at least, of um, our income, right? Or our expenses, right? So if I I pay $1,500 a month in rent or as a mortgage, um, and then... Typically, it's another two thousand for the rest of our bills. Then we should be saving thirty five hundred dollars 
separate from the emergency fund as our month coverage, I guess. Um, And then we should also be building an emergency fund outside of that so that if, say, in crazy circumstances, which have all happened this year, let's say, you know, you lose your job and then and then your furnace breaks. Then you're totally covered with your month of savings and your emergency fund for your furnace, right? Exactly, yeah. But keep in mind, you don't have to save all of it tomorrow, right? Like, because nobody has, you know, sadly, nobody lives with enough cash that they've got a whole month's worth of expenses on top of their day-to-day expenses. Most people, unfortunately, live paycheck to paycheck. So you have to be able to find something in that paycheck to paycheck that you can save. Whatever it is, it just needs to be something. And if it takes, you know, three years to build up that one month's worth of savings, so be it. If it takes 20 years to build up that emergency fund, so be it. But don't think that you have to be like, oh, we got we to gotta do this tomorrow. We can't do it tomorrow. So now I'm discouraged. Now I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It's as simple as put 25 bucks away. Put 10 bucks away. Whatever it is. Just put something away. Like generally, if you, you should be able to save 10% of whatever you're bringing in. Because if you can't, then either you got to cut your spending or make more money. Because there's an issue there, right? So... Maybe you can't have that $1,500 a month rent place. Maybe you need to be in an $800 a month rent place, right? Just to be able to make up that difference and save. So, you know, consider those types of things that one, it doesn't need to be tomorrow that you have to save, but you do need to save something and you do have to look at your budget, which will be another episode. Mm -hmm. (laughs) about budgeting and making sure that, you know, you're paying yourself first as well for these unexpected things that come up. Because really, the people that aren't worried about earthquakes or floods or tornadoes or fires or whatever, they've got the cash to be able to be like, yeah, whatever, I'm going over here. Just think, if you don't have that stress on you, what that does for your life. Well, I'm still terrified of tornadoes. Well, fair enough. (laughs) Yes. But as far as financially goes, right, like that's that's the goal that that we can get to that point where it's like, okay, well, we have the insurance for the roof. We have the money saved up for that deductible. You know, Um, I think you brought up a good point, though, like maybe I don't need that fifteen hundred dollar a month place. Maybe I can move to an eight hundred dollar a month place. If you cut out just eating out or your entertainment in your budget, that's not going to do as much as like cutting your rent in half, right? Oh, exactly. You know, I was talking to a, a guy just the other week and he through an app he's got, he ended up seeing through his bank, he ended up seeing how much money he spent on cigarettes and he wanted to buy a new truck. And when he saw how much he spent on cigarettes for a month period, it was like a thousand bucks. And he's like, 
holy smokes, I could be buying a house, you know, like that's a mortgage payment on a, you know, on a, you know, reasonably priced house. And, and so it, it just kind of brought to light what he was spending his money on. And he was like, okay, I'm done. So he quit cold Turkey. Like, he's like, like, I can't, I, I can't justify spending a thousand bucks a month on cigarettes. I got to quit this right now. And so he did because he saw how much money he was just blowing literally <laughs> out, up in smoke. Right. And so, so when you look, when you really look at your budget and stuff, then you can go, oh, okay, I can save this. Now, he's probably not saving a thousand bucks a month. He's probably saving $500 a month because he's probably spending the other 500 on other things. Right. And so you have to be realistic as well. You can't be like in a jail cell and be, okay, we can't do anything. We got to stay at home. We're going to eat macaroni and cheese for the next, you know, three years because we got to save an emergency fund. Well, that doesn't help either, right? Because people go nuts. So you really, and you got to work with this. Like if you're married, you got to work with this with your, with your partner and be able to be like, okay, we have to be on the same page and we need to move forward on this. Yeah. I think it really is like all about priorities, right? Like, I mean, maybe to someone, it might be really important to spend X amount of dollars on cigarettes or on clothes or on eating out or whatever it might be. Um, but finding something in your budget that can budge, right? Whether it's the amount that you pay for housing or your car, like that's a really big one too. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, like maybe you buy a car that's already paid off. Like maybe you buy a cheaper car or maybe you pay off the car that you already have or refinance or whatever it is. Like there are ways to kind of tweak our budget so that we are saving more money for emergencies. Um, and I would love to talk about that in another episode further. <laughs> Tweaking your budget. Um, yeah. Okay. So my last question is, what is the first step I should take towards building an emergency fund? So after listening to this, what should I go do? If I have a pen and paper, what should I be doing? set up a savings account. So honestly, I suggest, I suggest setting up a tax-free savings account with a financial advisor that's not at a bank because with the banks, with the tax-free savings account, you can access that money through your app, through the bank app. And so it's really easy to move money back and forth. You want it to be basically out of your hands so that you can't be tempted when you end up going to the electronic store or Costco or whatever and go, oh, that's cool. Oh, I've got money in my savings account. I'm just going to transfer it over, right? That's not helpful. So my advice would be find a financial advisor that you can work with that doesn't work at the bank that you have your bank account with because it's far too easy to transfer the money and open up a tax-free savings account. And, you know, start having it grow that way. And whatever the amount is, whether it's, you know, 10 bucks a month, 25 bucks a month, 100 bucks a month, whatever it is, whatever you can afford, stick in that, stick to the plan. Um, you know, I've got clients that do, 
10 bucks a week, just every single week, they put 10 bucks in. And it's like, okay, because they're saving, right? And you'd be surprised. It takes a while, obviously, to make an impact, but you'd be surprised. You know, 10 bucks a week after a year, that's 520 bucks. Did you miss that 10 bucks a week because you didn't go to McDonald's? Probably not, right? Because you spend at least 10 bucks at McDonald's. So, you know, like you just, you just stick it away and then it's gone. And then if it's not within your bank app that you can see all the time, then you forget about it. And then all of a sudden you get your statement every quarter or every six months or once a year, you know, whatever it is, then you look at it and go, oh, wow, I've got some cash here. This is pretty sweet. All right. That's a good idea. Making a totally separate savings account for this emergency fund that you know you can only touch if there is an actual (laughs) real life emergency like your furnace breaking or your tires blowing or getting into an accident, whatever it is. Um, Yeah. Well, thank you so much um, for answering all my questions. Um, I don't have anything further. Um, And thank you all for listening. Remember that an emergency fund is separate from other savings. We want to save up a month, start with a month, and then go from there. And don't worry about whether you save it tomorrow or in five years or whatever it takes. But um, just save up for those emergencies because we all know that they happen. Thanks for listening to Dad on Money. I'm Stephen Williams, and you can find me at smallbusinessaccountants.ca. And I'm Jerrica Dennison, and you can find me on Instagram at shehasanametoo. Dad on Money is produced by Mecco Radio. Of course, we are sponsored by the Small Business Accountants and Small Business Financial Advisors. The music in this episode was by Ian Post. This episode was hosted by Stephen Williams and Jerrica Dennison. It was edited and produced by myself, Alex Williams. We'll see you on the next one. Mecco.